0: for joining us for another edition of Bearcat Rewind, as today we are taking the show on the road. It is MIAA Football Media Day from Kansas City, as Northwest Missouri State football head coach Rich Wright heading to Kansas City along with senior quarterback Mike Coency and senior linebacker Isaac Volstead. Those guys meeting with the media. We have the preseason media and coaches rankings coming out. Uh, John Coffey's there for the interviews as really the football season right around the corner of the first game coming up on August 31st down in Joplin against Missouri Southern. So that'll be here before you know it and media day kind of that unofficial kickoff to the season. So things really getting rolling today as uh, players and coaches from around the conference coming to Kansas City for this event. John Coffee will have interviews for us here throughout today's episode with uh, representatives from the Northwest Missouri State contingent uh, that went down to KC. Hope you enjoy it for this week's Bearcat Rewind.
1: We were at the MIAA uh, football media day talking with uh, senior linebacker Isaac Volstead from Northwest Missouri State. And, Isaac, it just doesn't seem like uh, it's this time of
2: year for you to really get around, you know, strap up the pads, and get ready to go again. Oh, I know. I'm, the offseason went by quick, but I feel like the team's in a good spot right now. We're, we're ready to go, and we're ready to get after it.
1: Coming in now as, as a senior leader on this team, uh,
2: just talk a little
1: bit about how your role has changed through the years and now at that linebacker's
2: Yeah, I know. Obviously, in years past, we've had great leaders and losing guys like Sam, Elijah and Zach last year, they're hard to replace. So um, obviously, I have to take a bigger step in a leadership role that way. But uh, it's been a good challenge for me and just making me grow as an individual, too. But we've had a lot of guys that stepped up across all position groups that have really uh, helped me out, helped Mike out and have really kind of broadened the leadership of the team, too. And what are some of the big keys you want to get across to some of the younger players this year? Some of the biggest keys are really just go go after it and go go get whatever you want. I mean, obviously, I waited four years to become a full-time starter, but I, when I was a young guy, I did whatever it took to get on the field. Early on, I did what I could to get get on a special team, or in my role that way, and I got some rotational snaps uh, with Jackson Barnes, Sam, and Brody Buck a couple of years back. And you really have to go earn that spot with guys that are established veterans in that position. So just make sure you're not holding back and uh, leaving everything out on the field.
1: Last season, a very successful year, 10-3, and three, a trip to the NCAA Division II playoffs, second round. A lot of uh, teams would uh, kind of rest on their laurels and say, boy, that's a great season, but for Northwest Missouri State, that's just kind of a jumping point, it seems like.
2: Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, it's hard to be disappointed with 10-3, and three, but obviously we've got a standard and a culture here where that's not quite the standard we're trying to meet, so... Anything below a championship is kind of a disappointment in my eyes. But, I mean, obviously there's things you can learn from and grow from every year. So you take that and kind of propel yourself into the next season that way.
1: You know, one of the things about looking at last year a little bit, though, it's such a young team, uh, really both sides of the ball in some uh, positions, but also we had to fight through some injuries throughout the year and still finish with that 10-3 record. What did you learn from last season, maybe a little bit of adversity that uh, the team faced last year to be able to come out and still have a successful season?
2: Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, adversity doesn't mean that we have to lay down and lay an egg in a way. Obviously, adversity and injuries are going to come at inopportune times, but you just kind of have to take that and run with it. So I think we just got to remember that nothing's ever going to be perfect, and we always have to uh, adapt and overcome any challenges that come up.
1: For you individually as you come into the season, obviously team goals are the number one thing, but what are some of the things you want to try to accomplish this upcoming season?
2: I mean, individually... I, I don't like to talk about myself too much so I mean just kind of leading the team in any way possible uh individual stats will come and go but really at the end of the day I'm more worried about a team goal and uh staying, holding that trophy in the end of December. So what is it about the Volstead household that produces linebacker? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that our mom and dad raised us to be hard-nosed kids I mean my mom grew up on a farm and uh She'd wake up, I don't know, hell, 3, 4 a.m. every day, and she'd get to work. And I, my dad works his tail off every day, day in and day out. So they kind of instilled that strong work ethic into uh, my brothers. So that's one thing we really hang our hats on and take pride in. The
1: one thing that uh, no one at Volstead suits up for the Bearcats is you're out there really giving 100%, 110%. You guys are really uh, never take a playoff out there.
2: Oh, absolutely not. We're... A, we know we're only out there for a limited time, so we're going to do what we can to come out with a win at the end of the day. And what are some things
1: you'd like about playing linebacker?
2: Oh, some of the things. I mean, you, especially at inside linebacker, you kind of get to take control of the defense. Um, you, you, get a, you have to know what's going on at all levels D line, linebackers, defensive backs. So it's just kind of help. I love being able to understand the defense and how it works. And obviously, the physicality of it is a huge piece that I love. And I was always a physical player, so this kind of fits my mold.
1: And able last year to lead the team in tackles there, too. That's something to be proud of.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's something I try to take pride in. I'll try to repeat that this year. But as I mentioned, I'm more worried about if I can put other guys in positions to take on more tackles and uh, help them out. I'm more worried about coming out with a win at the end of the day.
1: It seems like you kind of love making that big hit out there, too. Do your eyes <laughs> get great
2: big when you have an opportunity to see
1: that uh, this is going to be a, a big play for
2: you? Oh, I love it. When you, we see that opportunity, you got to just go and take it. You can't wait for anybody to do it. Just take it yourself. All right. Well, Isaac's been great time. Awesome. Thank you very much. And that's a senior
1: linebacker for the Bearcats, Isaac
2: Molstep.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu. foundation And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to southwest Iowa and northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clarindahealth.com. Now back to this week's interview.
1: Again, we're at the MIAA Football Media Day, and time now to talk with a senior quarterback for the Bearcats, Mike Lincey. And Mike, uh, coming through this program as, as you had, now coming in as a senior, just talk about uh, your role and how it's changed uh, through the years.
3: Yeah, I mean, coming in as a senior, it's it's weird being the old guy now, for sure. Um just got voted a captain as well, which I'm very honored uh, because it's chosen by our, our teammates. So they need to think of me uh, as a leader, and I'm honored that they do. So I'm proud to hold the role of a captain as well. But, I mean, anything else going into this year football-wise, it's the same as every other year. You know, we're, we're, We've been putting our all into it over the summer, uh, whether it's in the weight room with Joe Q or with our um, player-led practices or film sessions. So I mean, it's just full steam ahead. Where it started in May, uh, coming off spring ball. And then last year, um, with not having a lot of experience from players going into the season, and we've just had a whole different level of confidence this offseason. You could feel it throughout the team. And that confidence is also coming with the extra work we've been putting in as well. So we're ready to hit fall camp full steam ahead.
1: You know, you talk about not having a lot of experience on the offensive side of the ball. Last year, you still finished 10-3 and three on the season, a trip to the NCAA Division II playoffs. And on top of that, uh, throughout the year, yourself and several of your Uh, teammates on the offensive side had to battle through some injuries so uh, you had some adversity to go through last year and how how will that help you you think coming into this season just uh,
3: going through the battles that you had last year? I mean just thinking about you know three starters coming into the year last year and then all the injury bugs that that kept hitting us throughout the season and we were still able to get the job done and end up making the playoffs and getting a little run I mean our, our our confidence level this year is just, it's just through the roof now. I mean just because the experience level and what we've been doing this off season so we're really excited to get things going and uh fall camp we know we got to focus up we still got to make strides obviously um, but it's full steam ahead.
1: You know, last year there were some uh, new players coming in, running back position. You had some guys coming in at wide receiver as well. And it seemed like uh, a lot of those guys last year kind of stepped up and, uh, and uh, made some contributions a year ago. And now with them in the program an extra year, I'll, I'll just talk about the confidence level you have
3: in what you have around you. I mean, yeah, it's huge. Um, even though I'll talk about each position group here, we got four returning linemen uh, coming back this year, and we lost Mitch Goff. Um, pretty recently, so we were kind of worried, you know, who would emerge as a leader, and I feel like all four linemen have emerged as leaders, not only trying to get better at their craft and figuring out what they need to do, but helping the guys behind them, because as you saw last year, we had the injury bug hit us pretty big on the line as well, so we had guys that, you know, probably never even thought they would see the field for a couple years end up starting a game for us, so, I mean, it was good, and it was good to see their confidence level rise as well. Like, hey, you know, we can do this. And over the off-season, they've put in a lot of work. Um, I said it earlier, this summer is the most I've seen the line uh, in total, really, really putting work in their craft, um, not just our starters, just our backups as well um, to build that depth. And at receiver, returning all three starters is always huge, um, not only – just for game experience but for timing purposes for me as well and last year a few of them got in pretty late so we weren't able to work timing as much so having this whole off season with my guys it's been it's been great to work on it with that um tight end we lost our starting tight end but I feel like our group as a whole um has improved in the tight end position we got a solid Noah Hans been leading that group and we got a couple transfers in and a couple young guys that have really been stepping it up and it's great to see and at running back, uh, Jaden Brady. Um, he he's been great. He's been he's he's been a great leader in the weight room and on the field as well. And we got Jay Harris and Tank Young behind him, so we feel pretty confident at that position too. We got a lot of guys that can make plays. And uh, last year was you know Jay and Tank's you know first time seeing the field. Jaden saw it a couple of years ago, but Jaden it was his first time you know really involved. So they got all that experience, and I feel like coming into this year. You know, I feel like they they had belief that they could hang with everybody in the league, and now they know, so the confidence level from those three has been huge and at the quarterback position, uh, you know with Braden being gone we don 't have as much depth and but these young guys have really stepped up chris runke he 's been doing a great job uh, he 's really smart he knows the offense well um, Henry Martin uh, showed well in spring Jaden nurse she showed really well in spring too, so um i think you know we got a lot of depth and in, in the quarterback room for years to come and i think we're going to have a good group there too you know when you talk about the running backs uh, i think
1: one of the things that stands out to me is well, those three that you mentioned all have a very different type of skill sets that really i would think will benefit the offense and uh, some of the different things you can do there
3: yeah i mean we use our running backs a lot of different ways um we don't just put them in the backfield and you know, handing the ball, and that's it. I mean, we got them running routes out of the backfield. We got them lining up in the slot. Um, we got them lining up in the slot and making blocks from the slot. You know, they're huge in our pass pro as well. They got to be smart, uh, you know, know, know who their guys are, and then be able to get out and uh, get open for a check down. So, um,. Yeah, they've been doing a great job, and they can all do different things, which is great. And it's hard for a D coordinator to really plan on that because you know, you got Tank Young, who's a speed guy. You got Jay Harris, who will run you over, and you got Jaden, who can do it both. And uh, they can all catch out of the backfield too, which I've learned this summer. Yeah, I didn't think Jay had as good as hands uh, as the other two, but no, he he's he's shown me he has good hands as well. So you know. We're excited. We're excited about that group heading into this year. Right, you mentioned a little bit earlier, too, about Mitch Goff uh, leaving the program. Uh, of course, that's
1: a pretty big role, not only from a leadership role they had on that offensive line, but a center. That's something that uh, you have to work with very well. And and just kind of talk about trying to get adjusted to a, a new center under there for this year.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I came in with Mitch, so it, w- it was tough to see him leave. But, you know, I understand whatever the circumstance is. Um, but I think our line adjusted better than we thought they would right away i mean uh ewan mills uh who is moving to center has been doing a great job and you can see how dedicated he is uh to trying to perfect his craft at that i mean he's been working on snaps nonstop, uh watching youtube videos on certain different things we've been watching film together you know calling out who the idea is because that's something new that he's going to have to do this year um, because he's moving from right guard to center and uh, I think his knowledge of the game has improved tremendously, and I'm excited to see uh, how he leads the O-line this year. Now, one thing, too, uh, in the
1: past, you've uh, kind of did done uh, double duty as a punter as well. Are we going to be seeing you back there as punter again this
3: year? Um, you know, pro- probably a little bit. Uh, I know we just got a transfer punter in who's, who's really good, and he's going to be really good for us this year. Um, But I'm sure I'll be in there for a few spurts. Yeah, have a couple trick plays maybe up our sleeves. We'll see, I don't know.
1: (laughs) And just for you individually coming in, uh, obviously, and as we talked with Isaac about too, it's the team goals that are number one. But as you come in, uh, a leader, a captain on
3: this team for this year, what are some of the individual goals you want to see uh, out of yourself? Yeah, I mean, individually, I just want to, you know, play as best I can and I want to have fun doing it. Uh, It's my my last year of playing. Uh, obviously, I just—I really just want to lead this team to the playoffs and the national championship. That's all that's really on my mind. Uh, personal stats really, you know, it's not as important as, you know, the ending record. So the ending record and trying to get a ring on our finger by the end of the season, that's the most important thing to me. All right, well, Mike, thanks a lot. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate
1: it. And that's senior quarterback for Northwest Missouri State, Mike Tennessee. Welcome back. We're at the MIAA Football Media Day. I'm talking now with the head coach of the Bearcat football team, Rich Wright. And, Rich, it seems like every year this day comes around pretty quick, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, it's getting short and, shorter and shorter with the way recruiting's going. But, uh, you know, I'm excited. It's, it, you know, you show up down here to Kansas City, and you know it's that time of year. It's time to get it cranked up.
1: Coming off a of year last year, 10 10-3 record, a trip to the NCAA Division II playoffs, a second-round uh, trip there, and uh, really a, a, a season in transition last year. You had a lot of young players, but also you had to fight through a lot of injuries and still ended up with a, a playoff appearance. I think you, when you look back to last year, you have to feel pretty good about a lot of things you accomplished last year.
4: Yeah, I was proud of our kids. I was hot, proud of how they handled adversity. Uh, we grew up as a football team. You know, We had very few leaders on the team a year ago, and playing with all that youth allowed us to gain experience both on the field but off the field as well and so you've seen that permeate into our workouts in the offseason and in the summer you know different position guys are starting to step up because with playing time comes credibility.
1: Well, too, last year, I know the injuries at the time were very tough to have to work through. But as you look to this year, there's probably some positive out of that. In fact, you had some guys that got some valuable experience.
4: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, just having guys that had to step up into roles that they didn't think they'd have to be in. And, And I also think it's a learning process. You know, we've been fortunate the last few years not to get bit really bad by it. And last year we did. And so we're always talking next man up. We're always talking you have to be ready at any time. And they saw that come to fruition last fall.
1: First of all, let's just talk along the offensive side, where you, again you were very young last year, but you've got guys that had meaningful snaps at running back, wide receiver, and Mike Hunsley uh, coming in as uh, the guy this year. A senior had to battle through some injuries himself. Uh, do you feel a lot better about where that offense is right now?
4: Yeah, it starts with the offensive line. I mean, when I was here with you a year ago, we had one returning starter. You know flip forward 365 days I've got four returning starters and and that's where it all begins and ends is is what the offensive line can do uh, felt like they they perceived themselves as a little bit of a weak link a year ago and you've seen that show up in their work ethic you know in the off season this year so I'm excited to see how that group matures as as a unit um, you return your quarterback you return all your receivers um, you know we've got Three backs that played snaps for us a year ago and significant snaps that are all returning. So uh, that, that's a pretty good start on that side of the ball.
1: And when you look at some of those guys you talked about, it, and running back in particular, it's just a wide range of uh, skill sets that enables each one of those guys to come out and can uh, do a little something different.
4: Yeah, totally. They all, they all can hang their hat on a little something different, and it makes us very flexible offensively.
1: Now on the defensive side, you've got some uh, key folks back at uh, linebacker and some guys that got some meaningful playing time on the back end as well. I guess uh, a couple big guys on the offensive line, you've got to replace
4: this. Yeah, the defensive line is going to be the challenge. I mean, it's... it's uh, We've got a good start. I mean, Jake uh, Fisher played a ton of snaps for us last year, uh, was a starter all year long. He had a great year very quietly behind uh, Elijah and Zach, but, you know, he's extremely productive, and he's going to kind of be the anchor. The other guy is Kobe Claiborne, who started um, really half the games last fall. Um, He's a guy that's gained a lot of experience. He's got to elevate, and then, you know, the third one that that played a ton of snaps is Keaton Rickey, and so, Yes, we're going to be new. Yes, we're going to be different. It's going to look a little different, but um, I at least feel good about those three guys kind of leading the charge.
1: Yeah, it seems like every year you've got guys at those positions that step up and play very well and contribute. And obviously, again, you talked about guys who had some good playing time last year as well. What's some of the strategy you have to make sure that year after year you've got some top players at those
4: positions? I think one thing is just based on the nature of the position. We've always played a lot of people um, because of what I ask them to do. Um, they have a tendency to, to get gassed. You know, they're not playing 10, 12, 13-play drives. So they'll play six or seven snaps really hard, and then we're, we're rolling in backups at different spots. And so those kids gain in-game experience just by the way that we do things as a defense. So the translation shouldn't be as big for them as it is like a quarterback or, or somebody that, you know, plays every snap in a game. And, and so that, that leads me to a little bit of, of comfort.
1: On uh, the back end, too, you had some guys that got some good playing time. that had to step up due to some injuries in particular in the back end, and it looks like uh, things should look pretty
4: good there as well. Yeah, you know, the way that I look at that group is, um, you know, Shane Frederickson played a whole season. Um, Khalil Smith has been a really good player now for a couple of years for us. You know, Charles Gaddy was a starter in week one and, and just had the freak knee injury you know, so I feel really comfortable with him, and so it's really just replacing one position in the back end that, um, you know, we've got to start with.
1: When you look at the MIAA race this year, obviously, so much goes into the season, whether it's injuries or uh, new players that can't come into programs that you don't know about at this particular point of the season, but uh, how, how do you view the conference race this
4: year? You know, it's going to be what it always is. Um, you know, I was just thinking of it as you were asking the question. It's, it's, you know the the thing that that strike struck me funny is that it, the mi is a lot like the Kentucky Derby I mean it really is um, the The difference between winning and losing is razor thin and so it 's going to be the team that that can navigate the schedule and and play to their their level week in and week out because you know in one race anybody can beat you and and so it's a it's a test of attrition, um, you know, going through the gauntlet the CMIAA, and it's a very competitive, it's a very competitive conference from top to bottom.
1: And then you look at the first couple of games in particular to start things off on the road to Joplin, Missouri Southern, much improved team uh, they front, as they had a great year last year to make some strides, and then Emporia State right after that. So you
4: got to be ready to go, right after that. Yeah, we you know not only do we have to be ready to go with who we're playing against, but we play three night games in a row. You know, so we're on the road at Southern at night, we're home at night against Emporia, and then we've got to go to Hayes, Kansas week three and play another night game. So uh, we've, we've got to be ready to go you know, right out of the chute.
1: What are some of the, the things that you try to do between now and the start of the season to, to make sure the team's ready to roll?
4: It's really, it's really about getting better every day. It's about having a sense of urgency. It's about demanding excellence in every, every practice. It's, it's every period of every practice. It's every day. We've just got to continue to get better, and that's what's going to catapult us into a successful season.
0: That's going to just about do it for this week's edition of Bearcat Rewind. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. Things about to get really heated up as football beginning, fall sports, all the way around the board at Northwest Missouri State University. It was a terrific 2022 looking forward to see what we can get done in 2023 as well if you missed last week's episode we had a former Bearcat football player that was offensive lineman Ryan Lessman now he is a business owner of RL Strength and Conditioning here in Maryville talked with him a little bit about Bearcat football now a coach for Maryville High School he's going to be a teacher at the Maryville Elementary School this year as well as running RL Strength and Conditioning so a great conversation with Ryan Lessman last week check that out if you haven't listened to it just yet Please subscribe, rate, review the podcast. For John Coffee, I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next week.